0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Koinonia Church Message Library. Our hope is that today's message encourages you, challenges you, and brings you closer to Jesus. We are confident that God's Word is living and active and is relevant for us today. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the message. Well, Koinonia, it is our 37th birthday, and you guys are looking fantastic, might I say. We may not feel that mature when we get to 37 as we do when we get to 50, but we do remember how full of life we are and that God is the source to give us life. So I wish all of you, because you are Koinonia, I wish you a happy birthday today. How do you celebrate your birthdays, though, in your own families, in your own areas of life? Do you celebrate them with gift-giving or gift-receiving? Do you celebrate them by going out to your favorite restaurant well this year is a little different but before this year were you celebrating it in these ways or was it with getting together and throwing a party and we do them differently don't we this past year in 2020 I celebrated my 50th birthday and though it was unique and different it was still there were so many memories that were captured in that day that they continue to trickle out throughout the rest of the year and still into this year, where I feel blessed because I had a birthday. As it comes to birthdays, is it all about what we can get? Is it, acknowledging, is it about acknowledging who God says we are? Is it listening to what friends have said, what, what's true? Or sometimes do we believe what, what's not true about us when we come to birthdays? I was watching online a little more intently this week, and I saw an 11-year-old's birthday celebrated with a jungle theme. His siblings decorated their whole living room area with green streamers and stuff that made it look like jungle, and I thought that was pretty cool that the kids would come around and say, let's make this a great party for them. I remember just recently on social media watching an 11-year-old celebrate his birthday And he cued into something saying, this year is going to be different. I can't have my friends over. Can't be a big party. Maybe mom will make a cake, but what could I do to celebrate? And he had just been a recipient of glasses for the first time in his life. And he cued into something, caught a story, where he heard about there were kids in other parts of the world in underdeveloped countries that couldn't even play soccer because they couldn't see well enough because they didn't have the means to get glasses. So this 11-year-old decided that he was going to take his birthday here in Waterloo Region, and he was going to direct those gifts to give so kids could see just to play sports. This birthday idea inspired us at Koinonia, and I'm going to tell you more about it this morning. But we as a Ferguson family, our family of six, as our kids celebrated their birthdays, we did some things very intentionally during those special days or weeks or however long they could make it last for, we took some time to speak to our kids about their identity. We said, this is who we see God has made you. We love this about you. And we spoke right to them about their identity. And then we took the opportunity to to draw and call them toward God to say, hey, God is calling you into fulfilling his plan and passion and purpose for your life. And so in our Ferguson family birthday celebrations, we speak some very intentional words over one another. And so today, it's Koinonia's birthday, and I think we need to speak those intentional words over us as the church, Koinonia, and see where God is calling us into our future together. As we as a staff would celebrate birthdays that would come up in the calendar, Pastor Steve would often be heard saying this, Celebrating a person's birthday is a reminder that God still has a plan for your life. How many of you, though, get to a birthday and you're like, Oh, don't even talk about it because I don't want to admit I'm getting older. Or you kind of want to just push it aside and say, no, 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 no don't, don't, don't look at my wrinkles or whatever you can see my age spots. <laughs> but when you look at this word as, no, it's recognizing that God still has a plan for your life. Celebrating how young you are and the purposes he's still calling you to fulfill. Well, this morning we're going to do that for Koinonia. God still has a plan for Jesus becoming known through his church, Koinonia. Is there anyone who agrees with me? God has a plan for Jesus becoming known through Koinonia. We want to look at who God says his church is and where he is calling us in our immediate and near future and far future. So here, let me talk a little bit about our identity. What is Koinonia according to God? Well, Koinonia has always been known for being a church church Who loves to worship. We love to worship. That's part of our identity as worshipers of God. We love to express and and declare our praise back to God. We do it through singing, right? Through songs of worship. We do it through different arts. The whole wing over here of by design was known for bringing out the arts of of uh, vocals, of learning to play an instrument, of arts with colors and crafting and designing. All of that was to be a way to express ourselves to worship God, to express to him our devotion is to him alone. I love our tagline that goes with our core value of worship. It's love responding to love. It's our love responding to the Father's love and how he loves us. And we know scripture is full of expressions of praise and worship back to God. Psalm 150 is one example of words of worship and praise. It says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. And I actually know these verses as a rap, but I'm not going to do it to you this morning. But we can express our worship to God in the firmament of his power. That's a little bit of it. We can let him know how awesome he is. We want to be a church that for sure makes it known to God, God, we worship you and you alone. We want to worship God to experience his love, but then to express his love. Right, church? We as a church are worshipers of God. And then when we have experienced some time of worship, whether that's on our own, whether that's in a service, whether that's in a small group, we've experienced some expression of love, then we're pumped to go and live God's mission. The mission that God has called us to. Koinonia is known for living out the mission that God has for his church. It becomes a part of our lifestyle. Some ways you might say, well, that sounds kind of formal, Pastor Ryan, but I, I just live for God. Exactly. <laughs> That's part of his mission that he calls us to. His mission in sending his son, Jesus, to this earth was to convey and communicate his heart and to demonstrate his love. Jesus did that as part of the Father's mission. Jesus came to be the one-time sacrifice for all time people. That was part of the Father's mission in sending Jesus. Jesus came and offered himself as a sacrifice on the cross in our place for our sin so that sin could be dealt with once and for all, for all who would receive him. Now, we get to be alive because of God's grace and because we can be filled with his presence of the Holy Spirit. That is all part of God's mission for us as a church to completely experience. And I believe Jesus took in his final words that Matthew captured in chapter 28, the final words, kind of Jesus packaged them together and delivered them to us in a way that we would hear them directly, clearly. And he said words as, as his disciples, this was after the cross, after the resurrection, and just before he ascended into heaven. He said it to the disciples who were there, and Matthew says as the disciples saw Jesus in that moment, they worshiped him. Some were a little confused of what's going on here, but then they heard Jesus say this, all authority of the universe, of heaven and earth, has been given to me. Now go in my authority and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And teach them to faithfully follow all that I commanded you. And never forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of the age. This was Jesus' words and heart and message to his church, to us as followers. So I've highlighted that part of Koinonia's identity is worship and mission. Let me give you two more. What else is Koinonia known for? I believe it's known for generosity. Koinonia is generous because we know our God is generous. That's a principle that started at Koinonia from the very beginning. And many of you who've been here for many years recognize that we want to be as generous as God has been to us. John 3.16 captures some of God's heart of generosity. He gave. For God loved this world. Those he saw in the immediate, those he knew would come from the future. And he gave what was precious and valuable to him. His one and only son, he gave to this world. We know that's the father's heart. And he did it so we could experience his love. That's what God was doing. And so that's why we respond back with, then let's get in on this giving back to God. God gave to us. How do we give what we give our life first? But then we come with a portion of our income our tithe, our offering. We say, God, we want to give to you in this way. Lord, how else can we give authentically to you that would communicate your love back to this world? Part of our gift this year for Koinonia is going to be about giving so that others can experience God's love. But let me highlight one, one more aspect of Koinonia's identity. And it is Generations. Generations are desired in this house. Generations are are what God purposed Koinonia to be birthed out of. That the kids would be involved, the students would be involved, young adults, older adults, prime life adults, that all generations would do life centered on Jesus Christ together. We were placed in generations when we were born. God is known as the God of generations. Matthew 22 is where Jesus reiterates, wasn't he known as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? God is known as the God of generations. But Koinonia, I don't think we're done growing up yet. (laughs) We know some of these aspects are in our identity, but I don't think we have fully matured in them. I believe we got some more growing up to do. There's areas I feel that we're really immature on. We may pursue generations, but I don't believe we're a, God, we're a church yet that reflects God of many nations. There is more that God is calling us to grow into. That's why his purpose and plan for us is not finished. Now, I've told you about some of Koinonia's identity. Let me go further this morning and talk about what I believe God is calling us into for our future. A phrase that expresses this is that we are, we are called to build relationships with God, with each other, and with those in our world. And as we do, Jesus needs to be the center of all three areas. Let me explain a little further why and how we want to celebrate this year's birthday. On our birthday, it is good to talk about who God says we are. We as a church, Koinonia, are celebrating a birthday, so let's acknowledge who God says we are. We are a church that worships Him, that lives for Him, and that reveals His heart in everything we do. Therefore, we are all about relationships with God, with each other, and with the people who are in our world. Building relationships has been core to who Koinonia is since the very beginning. Pastor Steve and Beth wanted to walk out God's vision through relationships. The focus was to connect people together, to connect the generations together, all while we walk out our faith in Jesus Christ. A big part of how we do this vision was realized when we gather together. But to fulfill the vision, we need to leave this building, this auditorium, and walk it out beyond here. Let me first talk about building relationships with one another. We can easily connect with each other because of our faith in Jesus Christ. Our belief in Jesus draws us to one another to be in relationship. The gift of eternal life and the aspect of having life right here and now stirs us to love God and then truly care about the people we do life with. Here's what this looks like, what it involves. Here's why this is so important. Jesus said in John 13, verse 34, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, you must love one another. Jesus did command us to love one another. But I believe it's possible to do that aside from just out of obedience. His spirit that is alive in us compels us to truly care about and love one another. Do you know how many verses there are in scripture? One another verses? There's a lot. I believe Jesus repeated it over and over again because he was emphasizing how important it is that we love each other. Love one another as I have loved you. Relationships with one another are so important. But where it all begins is our relationship with God. A relationship with God grows when we are transformed through a relationship with Jesus. Getting to know the Holy Spirit who is a person and part of the Trinity, that the Holy Spirit is the one who reveals the personal side of God, the presence of God, and the power of God. My life has been transformed with Jesus inside church buildings and outside. Today, let's go to some spaces where we continue to grow in relationship with God. Building our relationship with God is central to our faith. Mark chapter 12 reveals where Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. It is a command that we are given, but when we begin to experience the love of God, once again, we are just compelled to love him in response. I think of my own journey with Jesus. When I was a young child, i first made a commitment to receive jesus christ as my lord and savior mainly because i was afraid of the alternative i was afraid of being separated from god in hell for all eternity but i remember at the age of 12 i really wanted to make my faith my own not my parents faith not a faith because i went to church on sundays but because i truly believed jesus was my savior At 16 years old, I remember a a draw on my heart, an emotional pull for me to really intentionally say, Jesus, you are Lord. I wanna keep my eyes fixed on you. Today, church, I really wanna encourage you to make your faith in Jesus your very own. Don't do it just to stay out of hell. Make your faith a commitment that you say, I wanna follow Jesus Christ. We are familiar with how our building in the past has been an encouragement and comfort for us, but this year has been so different. That doesn't mean you need to leave your faith behind or let it diminish. God still desires to have a relationship with you. He wants you to experience his love and he wants to receive your love in return. Remember what we just heard from James chapter four. If we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. God wants to be in a relationship with you and allow you to experience his love in response. Jesus transforms us by the power of His spirit through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He transforms us not to just sit still as his church, but to go and live as his church. A third aspect is to build relationships with our world. And I am specifically talking about building relationships with people in your world. The people you do life with that live around you every day. Jesus came to bring God's kingdom into the world. His life and his love was for the whole world, but it was also for those closest to him. The Great Commission I used to picture as a a test, a big assignment that God had given us a test that we better pass. And I don't know when the vision hit me, but that really God's mission is to love him and love the people around us. We're to look at how God loves people and love them in a similar way. People aren't that different from us. Jesus said, love one another because I have loved you. Therefore, if God loves us, it's possible for us to love one another. The people in your world have been told often enough that they are wrong, they need to change, and they don't measure up. The people in your world need to hear a message that God loves them. And you and I get to be the messengers to bring this message of love to them. So this year for our 37th birthday, we are gonna give a gift through generosity. God has placed an idea in our hearts that instead of receiving a gift, we're gonna get in on giving a gift this year. We're going to look at 37 different ministries and churches to give a gift to them who will carry God's message of love into this world. We thought about the number of $37,000, but at church, I think we can blow that number away. We want to carry God's message of love into the world this year as we celebrate our birthday. So I'm inviting you to get in on the gift giving. Think about it pray about it, talk about it as a family, and decide how much you want to give as a part of Koinonia's gift this year. So Koinonia, God is inviting us to take our birthday celebration outside of the building this year. He is calling us to come and share his love. Many of our birthdays, we have seen God reach people with his love. And so this year, we are inviting God to come and do it again. No God, we come praising you because you are a God who is so, so faithful. God, we declare that you have done it before, and you want to do it again and again and again. And God, we invite you to do it through Koinonia, through this church, your church, God to accomplish what you have set out to do of communicating your love through Jesus Christ, through our faith, and expressing it to the world. God, thank you that we can trust and rely on you again and again. And we will see you move mountains, touch lives, bless people, transform hearts and minds, And bring many into your kingdom because you will express your love through us, God, your church. We are blessed to be yours, God, and we love you in return. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so, church, this morning, you've heard us identify or relate to what God identifies as what he calls us as a church to be worshipers to be involved in his mission, his family business, to be generous, to be church of generations. And so I encourage you to truly pray through it. Go to our website, check out the 37 campaign, because we're believing that God is going to bring resources in that we will give directly out. We're just the hands he's going to put it in that he'll trust us to get it to others who are communicating his love to this world. All the instructions are there, and I encourage you to to pray about it as a a couple. Pray about it as a family. See what God would stir in your heart to give this year on our 37th birthday so that his love can be known in this world. Amen? Amen. Amen. I bless you as you go and fulfill the vision that God has given to us as a church beyond these walls, beyond your house, in your world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We want to encourage you to let the Holy Spirit sink today's message into your heart, to let it transform you and bring new life. If you want to learn more about Koinonia, you can go to kcf.life to get connected. Thank you for being a part of our community. If today's message encouraged you, we would love for you to rate it and review it and share it with a friend. We love you. Let's continue to build God's kingdom together.